Episode 27, the stock market will continue its rebound. Welcome to Retirement Tactical Money Management. Joe Cantu, Chief Investment Officer of Cantu Tactical Wealth Management, is your host and has over 30 years of experience in the retirement money management profession. He is a West Point graduate with a Master's in Business Administration and has worked for three of the largest Wall Street firms as a stockbroker and portfolio manager. Episode 27, the stock market continues its rebound. So let me uh, talk just a little bit about uh, what's going on today in in the market. Today is uh, June 25th. 2020. Now, we had this uh, market rebound uh, probably for the last uh, two months now, going on uh, uh, a solid uh, eight weeks. But then this past week, we've seen a little bit of a sell-off in some individual days where the market has been pretty deep, like 700-day, 700-point sell-off. However, I want to remind everybody and give you a breakdown uh, about when when the bottom of the stock market is according to our analysis and when the bottom of the economy is according to our analysis. So conducting our analysis, uh, we saw the stock market uh, touch on 17,900 back in uh, mid-March and then after mid-March uh, the market continued to recover. Now, what's interesting about that is that the market sold off almost 38% uh, in, in some different types of other portfolios around the U.S. sold off more than 40%. And then the stock market has recovered 30%. Now, year to date, uh, it is still down uh, for uh, 2020 if you go all the way back to January 1st. However, uh, that the market has been recovering. Now, that's the bottom of the stock market, but let me talk about the bottom of the economy. So if you remember, uh, it's about June the, the 9th is when we had, uh, well, maybe it was the, the week after that, we had a big jobs report, and the jobs report uh, shocked the entire country. They had surveyed eco- economic uh, analysts around the country, and most people put, had a consensus estimate of a minus 8 million job loss. However, the jobs came in with a plus 2.5 million jobs gain created uh, from an economic standpoint. So that means that the analysts around the country were 10.5 million jobs off on their analysis. So that basically, looking at the economic indicators, uh, defined the bottom of the economy and the beginning of the V-shaped recovery for the economy. Now, if you look at the V-shaped recovery for the stock market, that really was mid-March, and we're well into that. So now we have, uh, according to our analysis, the bottom of the stock market already reached, and now the bottom of the economic recovery already reached. So... You know, it's interesting that after that report, you know, I had spoken with many of my uh, registered investment advisors, uh, and we were talking about it. I said, don't be surprised if the following week 
week or maybe weeks, a couple of weeks, that you might have a big sell-off. And they said, why is that? And I said, simply because that the negative news media and the bears are going to spin this news and try to drive the point home that we still have a lot of unemployment. And uh, I was talking to a client earlier today, and he put it succinctly by saying, you know, Joe, I think it's politically driven. And I hadn't really thought about that before, you know, because I was just focused on looking at the market and the economic analysis. But I think he, he might be, in fact, correct. That was probably a perfect definition of why the market may be selling off. Now, I call it the bears. Uh, you can call it, you know, other uh, politicians or political news media who want to, to cause the market to sell off and put fear and negativity throughout the investors to cause this this country to look worse than it is and from a political standpoint it probably does favor uh, those who, who uh, perhaps want to change in the uh, Republican administration versus a Democratic administration, you know, and, and so it's probably correct that it could be more politically driven. The fact is that when they're talking about uh, all this unemployment and, and uh, you know, uh, companies in distress and everything, you have to realize that that's old news. We already know that. We already know that the stock market fell. We already know that there's companies filing for bankruptcy, such as AMC, or maybe filing for bankruptcy, such as ANC movie theaters or J.C. Penney's and some restaurant chains. We understand that, but that's old news. The market is in recovery. The economy is in recovery. Proof looking at the economic indicators. The economic indicators are the tea leaves of the economy and of the stock market. So realize this, that if anyone tells you that the market is not going to recover and we may going to be into recession, that's old news. It is in recovery. We are not going into recession. Definition of a recession is two negative quarters of GDP. Most likely, actually, uh, yeah, in a depression, it's four negative quarters of GDP. Now, the last time we had a depression was uh, during the 1929 crash. And that's, you know, many, many, that's almost uh, close to 100 years ago. But uh, most likely we're not going into recession. And, uh, and then the market's in recovery. Now, the global market is in recovery as well. But it's interesting that when I was talking to this client of ours, you know, I said, you know, if you look at the global markets, uh, it's in recovery, but you don't see as much bad news being spun on a global basis as you do here in the U.S. And, and as this client pointed out, he said, again, it's probably politically driven. My point is there's going to be two major catalysts that will probably send the market into a, uh, uh, I guess, a takeoff mode. Uh and the first one will be a vaccine discovery. Now, let me just say this. There are uh, probably 25 to 50 different vaccines r right now being tested around the world, and they are in clinical trials. Now, in order for the United States FDA to approve these vaccines, they have to go through six months of clinical trials. Well, those clinical trials started at the beginning of 
June, actually in May. So if you think about it, May, June, July, August, September, October, November. So no, so uh, uh, November will be the first month. You'll look at either November, December, which is near near the election period of the vaccine actually coming out. And so that'll be the end of the clinical trials. And then most likely there'll be a vaccine that'll come to the top that uh, many people will be using. Now, there may be several vaccines uh, available uh, to be used for the COVID-19 uh, virus and the containment of that, of that uh, virus that we have uh, on a global basis. Now, in addition to that, another catalyst for the stock market could be the elections. Now, some people say that could be a catalyst for, for the market going down if perhaps we have a Democratic president elected or let's say not president, but administration. And I want to say it like that because uh, I understand that, that Joe Biden, you know, is 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 having some uh, some health issues uh, and perhaps, the, you know, from a Democratic platform that the vice president uh, could step into the position. Uh, of the presidency uh, should the uh, uh, should Joe Biden get elected and then uh, he cannot serve in office for his physical or mental condition than the vice president. So I'm just going to call it a democratic platform. Now, in that particular case, the Democrats believe in high taxes and a lot of social reform, which causes a lot of taxes and health care reform, which they could put back in the penalty for um, uh, the Obamacare. And, uh, of course, many farmers throughout the country voted against that in order to get rid of uh, Obamacare because they were being hit with that penalty. And in my, my opinion, that's really the reason Hillary Clinton lost the election. It wasn't really because of the of emails and other things like that. It was really more the fact not of uh, not of her position, but rather than the position of the platform indicating if you want to get rid of the penalty on your IRS income taxes – of um, the uh, Obamacare, the only way to defeat it was you had to vote Republican uh, because the Democratic platform most likely will institute, reinstitute the uh, the tax penalty on your federal income tax if you don't have health care. And it's interesting, the way that, that, that plan, that penalty was written, both husband and wife had to both have uh, full health care, or if not, the penalty was taken uh, for the family. Just just a very quick thing. Uh, my daughter, for example, uh, who had lived in California, she had full health care benefits, and her husband, who was a, a substitute teacher, uh, he did not. And because of that, they were penalized on their uh, IRS taxes for uh, this health care, this Obamacare. And then, uh, and then, of course, they moved to Florida. We had they lived with us for a while. We had they had a couple of babies, and of course, they voted to get rid of that health care tax by voting Republican uh, to get rid of the, uh, the the penalty on their federal income tax. But again, as we go through the elections, I think that will be another issue, and uh, and also the high taxes. So if you actually look at that and you analyze that uh, low taxes. On the Republican platform, in this case, favor uh, business. If you go back in history, it's very interesting and look at FDR, who was a Democrat uh, after the '29 crash. Uh, he actually came in and stabilized uh, the 
U.S. economy by de by deregulation and deregulating a lot of industries. And then number two, that was the first thing uh, FDR did, Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Then he turned around and he lowered taxes. Um, and uh, then that was the second thing he did. And the third thing he did was to in incorporate many uh, 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 government spending programs. Now, if you think about it, it's kind of interesting. FDR was a Democrat, but uh, President Trump came in and did exactly the same thing that FDR did, except he was a Republican. So it really doesn't have anything to do with whether you're Republican or Democrat. What it has to do is with lowering taxes and uh, creating jobs. And that those are the two driving factors for this market. So whoever is Democrat, Independent, uh, or Republican, it doesn't matter. But if you favor uh, lowering taxes and you favor uh, the creation of jobs, that's positive for the stock market. So in my opinion, that will be the second catalyst that will cause the market to catapult and just really take off. And that could happen in November should President Trump be reelected. Now let me talk about the last item um, that is more of a long-term performance of the stock market. And that has to do specifically with COVID-19. So because of this pandemic, uh, chi the Chinese uh, restricted uh, the shipment of many medical products, medical devices, medical drugs, and also technological products uh, such as chips and things like that to the United States during the COVID-19 pandemic. As a result, it caused United States companies to make a, a decision that many of these types of products need to be manufactured within the United States so they're not hamstrung uh, with another country. So in essence, manufacturing is coming back to the United States in a big way. I mean, as I speak, many of these major corporations are creating facilities to create this manufacturing in the United States. So since manufacturing is coming back to the United States, this will create jobs uh, moving forward in a big way uh, throughout the country. In, in many areas such as drug manufacturing and technological manufacturing. And there could be other areas of manufacturing that was um, restricted by uh, the Chinese that are now being brought back to the U.S. So if this is the case, the third catalyst for the stock market uh, in our analysis will be manufacturing. That also means regardless of who is president, over the next seven to ten years, we could have a good uh, economy here in the United States, which would indicate a good stock market here in the United States, regardless of the ups and downs and short-term pullbacks. So this, this concludes my presentation. So uh, I just want to finalize by, by saying, remember the blowout jobs report of 2.5 million jobs, which was just a, a couple of weeks ago. So our actions remain the same uh, for our portfolios here at our firm at Cantu Tactical Wealth Management. Um, you know, our actions are to maintain our positions, uh, be equity heavy, 
with minor adjustments moving forward. In addition to that, we will, we will have very little government bonds, if any, because the fact was uh, a few weeks ago, the 10-year Treasury was at 0.7. It was so low. So had you placed government bonds in your portfolio, the risk of them losing money on the principal side was very high because as, as the market recovers, so do interest rates. As interest rates move up, one of the economic factors is that the principal value of government bonds drops. So therefore, we are very, very uh, gun-shy for placing government bonds in our portfolios. We do have uh, – we, we, we are – we do own currently uh, – some convertible bonds in the portfolios and preferreds, but those are tied a little bit to the equity side of the market. So as interest rates climb, it favors uh, fixed income that has some tie to the equity markets. So that would be corporate bonds, uh, preferreds, uh, convertible bonds as well. Anyway, as you can see, it, it, it makes sense to stay equity heavy. Don't look at the uh, – you can't – I mean, look at everything. Everything affects the market. But our feeling in our analysis is that the market will continue to rise and that you can't stop it. The bears cannot stop this market recovery from a business standpoint, an economic standpoint, and a stock market standpoint. All right. Have a good day. We have a few uh, compliance uh, commercials at the end. If you would please listen to that, I appreciate it. Thanks very much. If you are unhappy with your retirement portfolio's performance and would like a second opinion, I invite you to take advantage of a special offer for our podcast listeners. A free second opinion investment portfolio analysis is available to you at no charge. The second opinion compares fees and conducts a performance analysis. Please visit the Cantu Tactical Wealth Management website and complete the contact form on the contact tab to get started or feel free to call 305-491-0447 for immediate second opinion help. The firm is a fiduciary and registered investment advisor in the states of California, Florida, Georgia, and Texas, providing pure independent advice. Joe Cantu, Chief Investment Officer of Cantu Tactical Wealth Management, is your host and has over 30 years of experience in the retirement money management profession. He is a West Point graduate with a Master's in Business Administration and has worked for three of the largest Wall Street firms as a stockbroker and portfolio manager. Over 10 years ago, he created Cantu Tactical Wealth Management, which actively balances and selects investments based on a tactical approach rather than the traditional strategic management method. Instead of the buy and hold philosophy, he believes in the pursuit of finding investments showing momentum, performance regardless of the direction of the market. His experience includes IRA accounts, 401k rollovers, trusts, endowments, defined benefit plans, 403bs, and 401k plans. Additionally, he served as a night college instructor for seniors, teaching high net worth retirement and estate planning for 14 years. Podcast views and personal opinions are for educational and entertainment purposes only and does not constitute a recommendation. Investing has risk of loss and you should consult with your own advisors for any financial decisions. Cantu Tactical Wealth Management 
and Joe Cantu are a fiduciary firm and registered investment advisor in the states of California, Florida, Georgia, and Texas, providing pure independent advice and money management.